You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. So this morning we're going to talk about the enemy is afraid. Um, I love that. Just say it. The enemy is afraid. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) He's afraid of us. Yes, he's afraid of us. And sometimes uh, what we think is that we're afraid because the enemy is big. But really, he's afraid because our God is giant. And, uh, and he lives within all of us. And because he lives within all of us, then there, we are a, f- a formidable force against him. Uh, while we were, I'm just going to talk a minute. You know, um, Chuck's like, I don't know. The other night while we were having our outpouring, The Lord just kept talking to me about Rahab, and that's what we're going to talk about today is Rahab. But the Lord kept talking to me about our perspective. And we, we, we had a great time at our outpouring. If you haven't ever been one, come. It's, it's just amazing. But he just kept talking to me about our perspective, changing our perspective. And that's really what we're going to go after today. I feel like we're in a season where we have got to grab a hold of what the Word of God says. We have got to say, God, I believe. It doesn't mean I understand everything, but I believe. Because you are God, and what you say is true, and you will work out what I don't understand. You know, in in 1 Corinthians 2, it says, The Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God, and he reveals it to us. So this is a season where we have to go after the word of God. We read it aloud. We read it every day. We declare it over our life. We declare it over our family. We break every plan of the enemy because the word of God is like the atomic bomb on the enemy's plan. And it works. And it's alive. And it does what it says it's going to do. And one thing I have uh, run into is there is a knowing in the intellect of the word, but there's not a believing in the heart that the word is true. We can memorize and recite it out of our intellect, but we live it out of our soul. And our soul has to be aligned with the word of God. It has to agree with what God is saying. Our emotions, our will, they have to submit to the word of God as well as our mind. I heard uh, uh, someone talking the other day, Chris Vallotton had said it and someone repeated what he had said. But he said in order to co-reign with God... In the mission he has, we have to submit to God and the word he declares. There has to be submission to go after the commission that he has for us. 
The word of God is not arbitrary. It's not a cafeteria. It's not something we pick through and decide what we like the best. It's all and all and all and all. It's Genesis to Revelations. It's all. And that's just the beginning. We're going to go to Joshua 2.1. But I'm telling you guys, we've got to get a hold of the word. And I know I've said this probably a thousand times, but we've got to get a hold of the word. We've got to declare the word. That is our weapon of choice is the word of God. It is our weapon of choice. When we don't know what to do, the word does. When we don't know what to say, the word does. When we have chaos and confusion around us, the word brings clarity. It, it breaks apart every confusion, every chaos, every misstep, every uh, wrong thinking. The word renews our mind. Romans says, Romans 12, 2 says that it is the renewing of our mind so that we can understand the will of God. So the word helps us know, God, what do you want me to do? According to your word, let it be. And we will find peace in that word as we go. So let's go to Joshua 2, 1. Um, actually, we're going to start. Um, yeah, 2, 1. Uh, now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from the Acacia Grove to spice secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Isn't that interesting? The man of God went and stayed at the harlot's house. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, but, but God's plan can confound our intellect that says, I don't know, that doesn't seem right. And, you know, Rahab's name actually means overcomer. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? So they go there. Um, verse 2, it says, And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from, where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. When the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly for you will overtake them. So here's Rahab. She is the diversion tactic for the Lord. She's sent to go up against her own king to protect the two spies who have come in the house. That took a lot of courage. That took a lot of courage. But she had, verse 6, but she had brought them out to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as they pursued them, 
uh, I'm sorry. And as soon as those who had pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, before they lay down, she came up to the came to them to the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you this land. Now, listen to this. This is Rahab talking to the two spies from Israel, right? And she says, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you, listen to this, guys, that the terror of you has fallen on us, that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. Now, that is a prophetic word to you. Say, I receive that. <laughs> that people are afraid of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we carry the presence of the Lord. Because we know that the Lord has given us a territory to overtake. Right? And if he's given us a territory, he sent an army ahead of us to take the territory that he has prepared for us. And if you go through scripture, you'll see through the word, there's always preparation before there's overtaking. And he's raised up people that will end up partnering with us like a Rahab that we would have never expected. So, so the land that they're about to overtake, those people there are terrified of the Israelites. They are terrified of the Israelites. They are faint-hearted. The terror of God's army has fallen on them. Verse 10, it says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings. So she is recounting the victories of the Lord to the Hebrews who already knew the victories, but she's telling them, this is why we're afraid because we know what God has done. We know that there are miracles that have happened. There's supernatural things that occurred. And if your God is sending you to overtake my land, that means we are in terrible trouble. Say, Lord, turn that switch on in my brain. So that's the way I look at things. <clears throat> what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, uh, Sion and Og, who you utterly destroyed. So she is declaring the testimony of God. As soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone. No one had any courage left because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. That is who we serve. That is who we serve now. And I'm just going to flip back here for just a second. If we go to numbers 13 and Noah will put the scriptures up there or Eddie will put the scriptures up there for us. If we go to numbers 13. So Rahab is recounting what has happened in numbers 13. The perspective is totally shifted from the view 
of Israel. In uh, key verse number 27, verse 27 in chapter 13, it says, let me find it here. So they've gone in, they've spied out the land, they've come back with these great clusters of grapes, everything's beautiful, everything's amazing. Verse 27, it says, then they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, so God has sent us into spy the land, and it is just what he said. But nevertheless, the people who dwell there are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. And we saw the descendants of Anak there, the giants. So we are unable to take the land because God said we could have it. But what our eyes saw was bigger than who God is. But the enemy, Rahab's people are like, we're terrified. So when they went to spy out the land, they are, except for Caleb and Joshua, the other 10 are terrified of what they saw. Not what they heard from God, but what they saw with their eyes. So they switched. Their soul switched from being strong and courageous to afraid. They shrunk back. No longer was God bigger than anything that came against him. But the giants were bigger than anything God could do. And that's where we have to change. We have to change our perspective. What is happening in front of our eyes right now? What is happening in front of our eyes is not bigger than the God who has given us an assignment to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Nothing is bigger than who God is. It doesn't matter what has come against us physically. It doesn't matter what come against us financially. It doesn't matter about this COVID disease that has come against our land. Nothing is bigger that God can't destroy, but we have to exercise our authority in order to overtake and overthrow what is coming against us. And sometimes they are big giants. Sometimes they're big. And sometimes the battle is long and hard, and sometimes there's great loss in the battle. But God is still victorious in everything we do. And we have to align ourselves with the victory, the God of victory, the God of the Red Sea, the God of Jesus Christ who died and was resurrected and ascended, the God of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. That's who we have to align ourselves with. Or we will be like the 10 who shrunk back. The 10 who convinced everybody else that we can't go into the promised land because they're greater than our God. That has rescued us, that has saved us, that has delivered us, that has eternity for us. And that is what the onslaught of the world chatter is right now. That the Taliban is greater that COVID is greater, 
that the government is greater. That whatever your obstacle is, that it's greater than the God who has created us, who has done miraculous things for us all through the word, all through our lives. Everyone here, I think I can say, has encountered some level of miracle from God. Is that right? Okay. So if we, even if we can't, like Karen said, sometimes my mind just has to be jogged. My memory has to be jogged. Even if we can't get our memory jogged of what God has done in our lifetime, the word says over and over and over what he has done and what he has promised to do for us. And it's taking the word and beating down every enemy attack that comes against us. Because that's how we'll win. The wars that we are fighting are fought in the heavenly realm, not in the earthly realm. They're fought with the perspective that we are in heavenly places hidden in Christ and that we have the ability to do what the father does because the Holy Spirit lives in us that reveals all things, even the deep things of God's, it says in first Corinthians two to us. So everything we need is prepared for us to connect with what God has for us. And that's what we have to get a hold of. We have to remember that the word of God is going to break every chain, knock down every wall, uproot every deep lie that has been set against us. Amen. Amen. Because the word is alive. The other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was um, I just want to read a couple of the promises that God has given to us. Um, I think there was one other scripture out of Numbers that I wanted to read. I'm so excited. I'm having a hard time uh, thinking. I want to scream. I want to run. I want to jump up and down. And it's not like this is a new word because we all know that the word does it for us. But there is a breath right now on us that is bringing whatever dry bones in us back alive to, to raise us up in this not only harvest that's happening and the hearts that are being called in, but to raise us up on a battlefield where we know, are we Jehoshaphat to win the battle? We praise. Are we Joshua to win the battle? We command the sun to stand still long enough so the army can defeat what is happening. Are we Moses where our authority is stopping the flood that's coming against us so that we can walk across on dry land and God can gobble up everything that follows. We have to be able to discern by the word, discern by the spirit, what position we are to take. And each time, David, he asked the Lord twice, do I go up against him? Yes, you go one way, and then, you, and then the next time you go a different way. We have to be so pliable in the presence of God that if we have to hide on top of a roof under the flax, then that's what we have to do. If we have to put the scarlet cord in the window so they can see where we are, then that's what we have to do. We have to be so pliable in the spirit right now. Because what worked an hour ago may not work in the next hour. 
God may use a different way to take us to the place he wants us to go. And the only way to know that is to stay in the word and stay in the presence of the Lord. Just like Rahab, she had, she had to follow. They, it, it goes on to say, they tell her, you have to do what I say. Otherwise, you and your family will not be rescued. It has to be exact. You have to hold the, put the scarlet cord up and all of your family has to be in the same house. And that's the only way we will rescue you. If it's, if you are not doing what I say, then your blood is not on me. It had to be specific and it had to be exact. God is specific and he's exact. And we have to tap into this time and season of very uh, diligent in knowing the word, very diligent in uh, going after the presence of God, very diligent in hearing what the Lord is saying to us and doing what his word says. It's not optional. The word is not optional. Now, God gives us the freedom to choose, but he says we choose blessings or we choose curses. We follow the Lord and live under his reign or we live under the reign of the world. I mean, that is our only choice. There is, we aren't walking in the middle. We're either in or we're out. We're either in or we're out. And we've, we've got to stay on the word. Uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures because I want to build us up in remembering what God has promised us. So Exodus 23, 27. It says, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. That is the promise of the Lord. So whenever we are facing something, we can pull out this Exodus 23, 27 and say, Lord, this is your word. Deuteronomy 2, 25. I love this. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. Deuteronomy eleven twenty five. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all lands where you tread, just as he has said to you. God is a God who goes before us. He doesn't send us without preparation for victory. He doesn't send us, even with Rahab, she was a hidden hero that God raised up who was courageous and brave because she knew who was greater. And it wasn't her king. It was the king of Israel. She knew. God is stirring up that hidden hero in you. 
that you will raise up in the moment and time that it is needed because you know what king is stronger, what king is greater, what king is worthy to be praised, what king has already gone before you and prepared a way that when they encounter you, you think you're intimidated by them, but all along they're like, I can't believe they're coming. What am I going to say to them? You know, have you ever got in a situation where, you know, you're talking to someone and they're like, you're so intimidating. And you're like, really? I was like super nervous coming today. But, you know, God puts that mantle on us that when we come into a place, we carry that power and authority, whether it's in grace and love or whether it's in settlement for the position of God. He has given that within us. Each one of us carry that. And he's prepared the way for us. So God has a plan for us to win this battle. Whether we have all the details or not. We just take one step at a time and he will work it out. Just like Mariette was talking about. You know, they had to take a couple planes, a ferry, a, you know, by the time they got there. But their victory plan is for salvation for that island, for her family, for every person in the generations to come. That is their assignment for the season. And it's not easy. But God's gone before them. And they'll turn those museum of churches into a, a musical worship of God. So God has this plan and it may look impossible in the natural, but the word says that nothing is impossible with God through God. All things are possible through the power of the Holy spirit. He's given us to the ability to do anything, the greater works that Jesus did. That's what he's given us. And the word activates and opens up the victory for us. And we declare the word until it's done. And if you think about Joshua, he was like 38 when he went in and spied. Well, it was 40 plus years later before they actually took Jericho. But he kept going and going and believing what God told him, following Moses till Moses died. And then he got his commission, be strong and courageous. Everywhere you step will be your territory. You will take it. I mean, God just kept telling him over and over. So all those years weren't spent weary and wringing hands. They were spent following the presence of God and doing exactly what he said to do. And then he took the land that was promised to them. The delay of 40 years was complete. So we have to stay in that not getting weary and waiting. Not getting weary and waiting. So I want to talk about one other thing, and then we're going to do a declaration. Uh, I, and I did this on Friday night, but I feel like we've got to keep doing it. Over the last two weeks, I think it was, I started asking the Lord for a word about this COVID. Because I'm just like, I am I'm done with it. Are you guys feeling done with it? I'm done with it. And, but what I couldn't figure out is, God, 
I've declared it. I've spit on it. I've cut it. I've bound it. I've blooded it. I did everything to it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is going on? And so I was asking the Lord for a word for it. And because it just makes me mad. And it's also created a lot of division. I played tennis with someone the other day, and I'm sure, you know, don't write me nasty letters on Facebook. Thank you. But um, we were playing, and, and somebody said something about being vaccinated. And, and me and my partner, we were like, well, we, she's a nurse. So she said, well, we haven't gotten vaccinated yet. And she's like, 100%, 100%, 100% spreaders. You're spreaders. I'm like... I'm just going to play tennis. <laughs> but, you know, it's, but that's what's happened. It's, you know, there's, and, and I'm not debating shot, no shot. I'm not debating anything. I'm just saying, I just want to play tennis. But there's such division and divisiveness as well as the sickness and the death and the chaos and the misinformation, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Somebody's got to figure this out. But anyhow, I was asking for a word about it, and something popped up, and it was from Lance Wallnow, and he was talking about an, um, a word from Bob Jones, and I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's a prophet that died on February 14th, 2014, and he was the prophet of love because he died back in the 70s, and when he saw the Lord, the Lord said, have you learned to love? And uh, the Lord sent him back. And said, learn to love. Anyhow, very, very strong prophet. But anyhow, he was talking about, him and Rick Jorner were talking about when there was a outbreak and they couldn't remember if it was SARS or Ebola or swine flu, one of those. And Bob Jones was asking the Lord what to do. And the Lord rebuked him. And um, God said to him, why are you tolerating this? And Bob Jones says, Lord, what do you mean? I'm not tolerating. I'm just praying about it. And the Lord said, I did not send it. Why are you tolerating it? I'm calling upon the prophets to end it. And so I, was, I felt like that was a word from the Lord, that he was calling on us to end this. And I, so I, you know, I kept seeing a picture of the state of Florida, and it had a bloodline around it. And it was a thick bloodline. It was like when it's coagulated, it's thick. And it kept seeping all the way till it completely covered Florida. And um, so I sent it to, the, to my elder. We were under Martyr's Star. I sent it to our elder in Morningstar. And he said, this is interesting. And he sent me this yesterday. He said, the Lord is showing us this morning that the enemy is very upset with us especially regarding the reversing of the winds. He said he hates that part, which is part of one of the things we do in Florida is we take authority over the hurricanes, the winds, the waters, right? He used a picture of an electric fence that the enemy can't get past right now. He said, sure sounds like the same thing you saw. He couldn't get past the bloodline. In addition, we hear that uh, we're really going to start feeling some of the winds now, the winds of God. And I think that has a lot to do with refreshing. So I want us to pray over this, uh, this uh, COVID. You know, one of the big things right now is the, it's the new variant is the COVID pneumonia, which is creating uh, vent issues, you know, people being put on vents. So I want us to pray about that. We're just going to stand up and pray, and then we're going to do a declaration because I want us to understand that we have the ability to break the back of this COVID outbreak.
And we have been battling. Like I said, sometimes the battle's long. You know, Jehoshaphat, they had a long battle. You know, sometimes the battle's long. But we will be victorious in this. So I want us to stand. I want you to declare whatever you get on your heart. You declare it. Because I want us to continue to agree as one that our God is greater. Our God is mightier. Like Rahab said, your God, we know what happened at the Red Sea. We know what happened to the other enemies. And we are terrified of you because of who your God is, right? Yeah, so let's just pray into this. And like I said, just pray as God is leading you. Father, we just declare the bloodline across Florida that it will not cross the bloodline and that this and your blood will permeate our state and Lord we're just declaring that a cleansing of uh, the air a cleansing of bodies we're declaring the people in the hospital on vents Lord to be healed now in the name of Jesus we're declaring freedom and the hospitals emptied with wholeness and health because of your blood Jesus and Lord we're declaring not only will it if you're in another state watching declare this over your state that it will permeate the world and even there was a, Karen was reporting that Canada is looking at Florida to see what Florida is doing so they will know how the Lord is moving. So, Lord, we just declare we are a beacon light for you. We are a forerunner state for you. And we declare that what happens in Florida will permeate. The fire of God will permeate the rest of our nation, will permeate the rest of the world. Lord, let us be a torch for you. Set us on fire and let them watch us burn for you, God. We will not be placated. We will not be apathetic. We will not be, uh, um, we will not withdraw from our duty, God. We are going to see the kingdom of God, and we're going to see Florida raised up as the one to watch. The healthiest state, the wealthiest state, uh, the government that just rises, the education that is above board. We used to be 46 in the nation. Make us know Number one, God, let the kingdom people rise up so we can take our state and our nation for the kingdom of God. And Lord, we just thank you that your authority has been released over this. And with it comes a yes and amen in agreement to it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. That's good, isn't it? So just continue declaring that. And uh, Eddie, if you'll put that declaration up, we're going to declare this as one. And this is from actually from Dutch Sheets, and I just loved it, so I thought we'd declare it. Ready? I am anointed by the Holy Spirit to release declarations of breakthrough. I have the power to shape my world by the words I speak. I will open my mouth and decree what God says, and things will shift and change for me. I will decree my promises and they will be established for me and the light will shine on all my ways. 
God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that we have decreed and declared. God, we will see the answers to our decree, Lord. And we're just going to agree right now that those COVID numbers will begin to reverse. They will begin to reverse. We'll see them go down. And Lord, we even want to decree over Afghanistan that all, all the Americans will be get, will be taken out. The Christians will be protected. Lord, that the Taliban will be overthrown. And Lord, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know your word says that you will reign on the nations. And God, we're asking you to reign your loving presence and protection over Afghanistan in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.